I think that this is where we're going to begin the investigation for what the heck happened to Tayo. A large city surrounded by green walls and acres and acres of poppy fields. A group of monks traveled toward the city, exchanging prayers for whatever alms the poor peasants of the countryside can spare. In the noble quarter, we see a beautiful but imposing palace and a foreign-looking minareted estate. In the temple quarter, we see the glistening white temple of the sun goddess with a 60-foot pole topped by a shimmering golden spear and the temple of the fortune of wealth with its towering statue of the patriot god of the city. Next door in the merchant quarter, we see busy streets with noisy merchants selling wares from all over Rokugan and beyond. On the other side of the Bay of Drowned Honor, the fishermen's quarter, dirtier with poorer commoners, meaner gangs, and shabby dwellings amid the docks and warehouses. We pass the leather workers' quarter, the home of the Ada, the untouchables, and the only building of notice there, the city crematorium. Finally, we arrive at Teardrop Island, the license quarter, with its perpetual twilight of hanging lanterns, fine sake, and geisha houses. We follow a man in a basket hat as he's beckoned inside by a beautiful geisha. He enters and removes his hat. We see one of the monks from the beginning. Ryoku Owari, City of Lies. I think we could just have one roll be made for this. All right, and the deal is that it's going to take you guys the entire rest of winter to figure out what's going on. So you'll get this information, but there could be like backlash or consequences about it. So someone will make this roll. I think based on how the game's been going, it's the seventh day of winter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty much. There was a well. There wasn't. It did come on unusually soon. Maybe it abated for a little bit, but then through the rest of winter, you guys conduct this investigation. Mm-hmm. So, um, who would want to be the person kind of taking up the lead on on this? And that this will be the person, if there are negative consequences, that they would most likely suffer those negative consequences. I hear you, but like... Uh I kind of already accepted things about it. Like, I got the news, and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go start looking for it. Okay. Ishii, go ahead and roll plus sagacious. Well, that's, that's good. That's, good that's, good one. One. that's that good one. It's going to be Snake Eyes or a 3 in one tree. That'll be right. good. Snake Eyes 3 is 9. Snake Eyes 3 is 9. Snake Eyes Okay. Threes. So I'm going to do the same thing where I give you guys the information and then you describe to me how over the course of the rest of the winter, which is at least like two, which is at least like another month, maybe. Okay. um, You guys discover this information. Um, So, and this is a lot of stuff that we actually said off mic in the last game. So eventually it's discovered that raspy eyebrows and pitiful who are kind of the leaders of the Eta community, organized this. They were upset that uh, Tayo was working with um, like the opium cartels. And the reason that they were so bothered by this was because the Eta in Ryoko Wari, or Eta in Ryoko Wari, unlike Eta almost in any other city in the entire empire, actually do arguably better 
than some of the other commoners. And the reason for that is because of the amount of people in Ryokowari and because they have been allowed to basically um, like get payment for like removing human excrement, um, let alone like saddle making, and since there's a lot of unicorn in the area, mm -hmm. the Ada here actually have more money than any Eta anywhere else in the empire, and occasionally even more money than some peasants nearby. In fact, some of the Edda have even uh, snuck out of the city to try to set themselves up as money lenders in like nearby rural communities, um, which generally hasn't gone well. Um, they still look like Edda. But, well, so, but there's. Like I asked for a loan and you just gave me a handful of shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> wrong with you. Shitty interest rate. Um, oh, I hey. But so they. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're restricted. They're restricted not only in where they can live, what they can do, but even what they can buy. And so, since they're restricted in all those things, one of the only things they can do is turn to the illegal economy. And opium dealers will definitely still sell them opium. And so, increasingly, more and more of the Eda in the uh, in Ryokowari have become addicted to opium. And most, and basically nobody cares except other Eda. So, um, Raspy and figure I figure this out. Episode four. Ra Ra only those, only those Thunder Guard had let us in. You remember I said, like, I thought you guys were going to maybe figure this out because at some point you guys were grilling eyebrows about stuff, and I was like, this is getting real close to the actual info, which you guys discover that in actuality they had killed Tayo because they knew he was, in conne he was connected to the opium cartels. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the Edda can tell you a bunch of information about Tayo's comings and goings with the opium cartels, and Pitiful, as one of the torturers, can tell you a bunch of information that people had given up under torture um, about the opium cartels. Um, how Tayo was basically like getting paid with them, that the house that he had, they think, was like paid for by the opium cartels. Um, they can tell you that the Soshis, the Bayushis, and the Shosuros in the city controlled each of the three cartels before the Soshis seemingly disappeared. Um, and how they basically attacked him. They planned an attack against Tayo because they thought that that would stop it and that you guys would look into this more. And it was the same thing that they had done when Naratoki was the magistrate, and that they were in fact the ones responsible for that. And so I think you definitely learn a lot of this through torture, for sure. Um, but if you guys want to give me just details of the investigation, because I imagine we see a montage of this happening, um, and so maybe just like a scene of this investigation going on of you guys finding out that it was these folks. And I think Anjo is particularly able to figure this stuff out very easily. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you see my moves? Yeah, I did. I did. They're a little bullshit, gotta say. Um, what does the investigation look like? So yeah, just give us a scene that we have in this in this montage. Yugure visits um, Tayo's wife and asks, like. When did you see him? Okay, so we see and, we see you. Right? Well, yeah, talking to her and then finding out. I guess 
you were had like a. All I can think of is palanquin, which is. But you were being oh, oh rickshaw, rickshaw. I don't know if she knew that you had like called for a rickshaw or like it's if you had a a normal method of getting rickshawed around, mm-hmm. but um, maybe the usual person doesn't do it anymore, like doesn't answer the summon, like somebody else comes or okay. something like that. So you find out that he took a rickshaw and it was maybe a different rickshaw than normal? Right. Mm-hmm. What else? What else do we find out? Or it's another scene. And you don't even have to necessarily present the information you find from this, just the scene that we see. It can be like a silent scene where music is playing and we just see you guys doing a thing. Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, I'd say, like, there'll be, like, a period of time where, like, the magistrates are asking questions, but they're getting, like, no information, and sorry, they just get more frustrated, and then they just start, like, looking into any, any lead they can, and they just, they just kind of take out their frustration on the Edda. And then this leads to like leads to one of them talking. Oh, you're saying because we're being like yeah. with them. Okay, we're not like getting information, and then like like someone's got to know something. So without you like beating up, and, and so it'll be like it's just a scene like, like fucking whale on a dude. Yeah, we'll grab like some random edit that like kind of like works near uh, Tayo's house. And like you have to know something. You must be hiding it. Yeah, gosh. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, Stay you're gonna get interrogated. <coughs> Just some dude on the street. <coughs> okay. So yeah, so maybe Aji um, beats up the person who basically like takes away some of the filth from like Tayo's house, um, just because he's just pissed off, and um, the person says something that kind of like gives them the clue that uh, oh, actually the Edda are around a lot. They're all over the city. So, yeah, so he discovers that they, he, like, even they should know something. Maybe he's so frustrated that he's like, like, these people are everywhere. Maybe even they would know something. We can't find anything. And he beats these guy, beats this guy up until he, like, says something about it that just gives you a clue to, like, look into them, possibly. Ugre is not there for that. And again, we don't even need to go that detailed. It can just be, like, a scene that we see. Um, I think Asako's doing, like, the boring... Maybe this is what he's especially good at. It's just like going over the documents and everything, and like give me all the letters and things that were that were addressed to Tayo or something, or like the records of the city or something. And that's that's where he gets like all the dirt on Tayo and everything. It's like, oh, of course. All right. Um, I'd say there's probably also a scene of like of us like brushing past like the Thunder Guard that are in front of the. Where the it's, called the re- it's called the Wretched Gate. Is the gate the Wretched means. Gate? Yeah, busting, breaking past the same guard that we've seen a bunch of times. <laughs> but it takes another hour. Mm-hmm. It takes just no. We just bush. We just like he's pushing he's on, aside. Like, get the hell out of here. So, but yeah. So you have like the whole posse of you kind of head through, breeze past the Thunder Guard into the into, into the, the leather workers' quarter, and we're just like doing a raid, pretty much like busting down doors, getting important people out. Okay, that kind of thing. Sorry for quotation mark and the important part. Like cool. A little cruel. All right, cruel so. <laughs> yeah. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> so, as the. Eventually, you're able to. You're able to get some of these folks who are a little bit more important. Um, 
And uh, well, I think to uh, drive home just um, a Sakawanjo maybe it's just a uh, if any of them give resistance since they're Edda it's just like alright Oshi kill that one or Hoshi yeah that's it mm-hmm. maybe like the second or third one that he just cuts down they're like okay here, here's where you need to go yeah okay I think he's willing Brutal. to do that sure yeah, so eventually you're able to get some of the folks who are like peripherally connected to this, like some of the folks who worked at the crematorium who were told to leave on that night, so that way like, um, which was weird because they were normally supposed to work there then, um, or a person who was told to uh, pick up this, th- pick up a body from the fisherman's court, like all like these different things that kind of come together and eventually you can get there's these different there's peripheral players in this that just don't have names that are probably also arrested and kind of spill their guts once they're um, tortured but yeah the ringleaders of this were indeed eyebrows um, raspy and pitiful who was himself one of the main torturers at the civil hall yeah you know all of them but raspy never met that guy out there it wouldn't make sense for you guys to really when that information is found out, what do you guys do with that information? Oof. Is this like another meeting? I'd prefer if it wasn't. I think just, I think just as the PCs, what, yeah, do, you, what do you do? Do you think it'd be like way shameful? If we were like, oh yeah, this this very important magistrate was killed by like these people who are nobodies. Yeah, no. I feel like it'd be like super shameful for Kyle if we were just like, yep, this is the bit. Yeah, but that's why I'm thinking Masako Anjo has like a, a strategy, I guess. What is it? Yeah, what is that? No, that was the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, I feel it's more of a meeting thing, but sure. Uh, okay, if you if we want, <laughs> no, I don't care. Uh, we can just breeze by it. I'm sure everyone will agree. He's like, oh, I found evidence that Taya was an, um, an imposter, so that's fine. We can just say that that happened. There won't be any shame on the. Uh, the office of the the Emerald Magistrates. Oh, so we'll obviously just throw this, like deep underneath the bus. Okay. Yeah, just we need to uh, make it known that she apparently was just an imposter and fooled the three of you, and that uh, she only died because she wasn't meant for this office anyway. Therefore, um, we don't have to have the shame to the Emerald Magistrates that two were killed within less than a year. So perfect. This works out well. But what about the fact that she was of the family she claimed to be? If she was a liar and an imposter for this long, it doesn't matter. She probably lied about other things that we'll probably get to the bottom of later. What does that mean for... Which I think you guys are just going to stick with his. Like, What does that mean for his family? Um, the imposter's family? Tyos. Oh, I, I, that doesn't matter to us, I don't think. Would it? Matters to them. Well, I'm not sure how... I feel it's more important to, to protect the, uh, the office of the magistrates from shame than some imposter who already brought shame upon herself. I'm not sure what would happen to her family, but... I'm sure they, there's plenty of places she could move to or stay here. I'm 
doesn't matter to me. Seems You're right. There's important. Yeah. So, without extending the scene, I think Hugh is actually fine with a lot of that because a lot of it's true. <laughs> um, but Hugh would like to like, assuming they are now just like basically stranded, like dishonored from their family and things like that, Ugray would want to definitely like take them as wards or if necessary. You mean Taya's children? And and the wife. And wife. Okay. <laughs> A little weird there. <laughs> reward, but Well I, I don't know the logistics of that, but like to make sure they're all She's now like a servant in the household the, or some shit. It's a package deal. <laughs> it's just Well if they're not all just tossed out on the streets or something. Here. And you really would like vouch for them, like. Yeah. So, I don't know if that needs to be like a big thing. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But yeah. Do you think a psychologist would like be super weirded out if he discovered that? Or no? Mm, not a secret. I'll tell him during this conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think he cares about that. All right. Just as long as we need to make sure that everyone, at least in the city, knows that it wasn't the, uh, you know, that two magistrates didn't die, one died, and then another was an imposter that, you know, shouldn't have been in that position anyway. questionable how it took the three of you so long to figure that out, if you did it all, but I'm, it's fine. I'm sure that's fine. As long as it doesn't go shame isn't put onto the Emerald Champion, I'm happy. <clears throat> Very well. You great. Feels like he wants to defend sure. Tayo, but kind of can't. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We're all like that. Okay, I got... So I'm gonna mark this down. I'm pretty sure we most most of us feel like that. Between time, and I explicitly like left all that whole imposter stuff out of the letter. Well, not just can't because of the authority, but can't because like it, it's all true. A lot, yeah, it's just true. <laughs> it's just all truth, of course. I think while you were searching for Tayo, um, a letter arrived from Bayushi, uh, from Kayuden Bayushi. All right, let's just retcon everything. So no, but I think a letter arrived, and it's addressed <laughs> to Tayo, but it arrived, um, it was brought to um, the magistrate residence rather than to Tayo's house. Okay. I think it was brought there possibly by mistake, um, but either way, it was brought there. Either it was brought there either by mistake or because since you guys have been doing this investigation, you had it be brought to you. Okay. And it is a letter from Tayo's father. Tayo. Who's also <laughs> named Tayo. Tayo Sr. Oh my god, why did you do this? <laughs> Alright, he did it. So, <laughs> I am going to need you to refresh my memory on what you were asking Tayo Sr. about. Uh, I wrote that down. Excellent. Oh my god. And then I can give you his response to this letter. And it might be useful. It might not. I'll try to make it relevant to us so that way it's oh not my just gosh, like. How many sessions ago was this letter sent? Who's so. finding this and reading it? 
Yeah, that's my other question. Who's, who's, who's reading this? Time? Who's, who's, who who reads sessions? Hold on. Before you say that, who reads this letter? Um, who feels the most conflicted? About Taya? Yeah, sure. I don't want to say Ugre. Yeah, that's what I If Ugre yeah. finds it, his wife, Taya's wife, is reading it. Oh, Jesus. I don't hmm. So, meaning that Ugre wouldn't open it and read it? Right. No. I well, maybe I do. Yeah, maybe I give it to you. So, the information goes out, whatever it is. It's illegal to open someone else's mail. <laughs> <laughs> that's not in our. No, how true that is. We can do whatever we want. Hey, I'm in there. So, what does it say? Um, give him all the information I had on Saigo. Um, I said, I fear the city is in danger and that everyone thinks I'm corrupt and I can't do anything about it. And then I said, someone learned our family secrets, hinting that it was, you know, the big secret. Ooh. Um, I think Tayo Sr.'s response is um, that like Saigo has a reputation for getting things for getting things done he's always put this fam- he's always put his family um, he's always put his duty to the Bayushi family above um, his his desire to serve himself mm-hmm. basically like um, like follow shit. yeah like like follow his instructions, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you believe, and and then addressing the issue that like like oh I think like this family secrets come out, um, and he basically says like, um, like take whatever take whatever steps to make sure that you're not discovered. To, or take what take whatever may, take whatever steps to keep um, your part in this safe, and I think it says she, meaning Hikari, like basically like you and she have you and she have made your bed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no need there's no need for my heir to get smothered in it. Um, send send Jinko and Kageko home. Mm. Now that Tayo's whole thing is that are those. That whole group of people like dishonored from their family. Like, it depends how much of it gets out. Well, this man's definitely on the whole most of it getting out plan. At least that she was. At least the tie was an imposter. So yeah, I guess I'd. Uh, so if <clears throat> one of you guys wants to make an effort to try to. Sp- Spare Tayo in some way or another. Tayo's reputation that could work. You might have to make some kind of roll to essentially try to do that, but that's a possibility. I guess I'd let Ugray know because Ugray is taking care of the children now, and the father's like, "Hey, yo, bring these heirs back." Well, I think well, I think Ugray has expressed an interest to take care of these children. Not that they've necessarily... Oh, yeah. Okay. He's not been awarded custody of these children. Their mother is still very alive. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Um, <laughs> not trying to take the kids from her. It's just if they're all going to be dispossessed, I want to take care of all of them. Um, what's this? 
Like some kind of role to protect Tayo's. Uh, Basically, Tayo's reputation, yeah. Yeah, Tayo's reputation. Yeah. Tayo, the. All right. Oh, protect his. Sounds reputation. good. So, Aji, I think you're going to make a. <sighs> this sounds like an. Old, it, this yeah. sounds like an elegant role. <laughs> <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Very elegant. Go for it. What do we get? An eight. Eight. Okay. So, um, I think the easy way to the easy way to spare that to save this is to admit that uh, almost to like to spin this as a story of like family, like duty to family, where uh, the real Tayo had died had at some point passed away and that um, this imposter who you guys maybe now maybe all three of you know was like his sister um, like picked up the mantle to help raise her brother her dead brother's children and um, uh, like help his 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 wife who was bereaved yeah. His like his poor uh, grieving wife, yeah. And so basically that just like out of love of family, this is what this is what went on. And that um yeah, maybe she wasn't in the end ready for this position, but at least she kind of like she tried to like help her family and save her family. So it saves the face of Hikari and it saves the face of like Tayo. The thing I think that's gonna happen is you guys might take a hit for somehow either not noticing this or not saying anything about it. And you guys can can choose, but I think, like, either way, I think everybody ends up taking, like, a face. Where it basically, like, comes out that, like, how did you guys not really close. figure this one out? That's a bad time. <laughs> That's a bad Gotta kill myself real fast. Does that sound right? That's a bad time. Yeah, because it'd be like, Tyle was one of us. You know, and you're like, oh, that's like the ultimate example of Scorpion duty. You also <laughs> You don't see anything socially wrong with that. <laughs> okay, cool. So yeah, so that's the message that kind of gets out, and I think Aji kind of takes up the mantle of like, or takes up the the lead, takes the lead on getting that information out to people, and um, yeah, I think Akari was originally a crane too. Right. I think that that helps the situation, and so the game plan is honestly at the moment for at least the family to go back to Cayudan Bayushi. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, is that is that is probably the situation, and I think, um, and I'll let, David, I'll let you tell, um, have this, th- this description. How does Hikari feel about that, when basically it's like, it's like she and her kids have to head back to Cayudan Bayushi. And if she plans on not doing that, that's fine, but I think she's gonna kinda exit the scene. Mm-hmm. He's in our little world. Mm-hmm. Manufactured. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess she uh, probably wouldn't be uh, super excited about it because she. I mean, she probably hates Lord Tayo too. So um, I think she wouldn't be up in arms enough to be like, "Well, I'm not going." But if anyone. Um, you know, try to gauge her and be like, oh, she she's not happy about this at all. Okay. There's really nothing else they can do other than like 
go on the run, right? Like, mm-hmm. this powerful scorpion guy is like, hey, bring my grandkids to me. Yeah. You yeah. don't have anywhere else to live anyway. It's like... Okay. So maybe she somehow express we like like see an exchange where um like this letter is like delivered to her by Ugure and maybe we can just like see that in her eyes of like she doesn't want to go back but feels she doesn't have any other option. Yeah. I think Ugure will make it clear that like we could find a way. Like you're welcome with my family. But this is what's best. Oh, can I just be Hikari right now? Is that a scene we can do? If you want to do this as a scene. Because I think um, Hikari will bring up, like, oh, you know, I, I appreciate that, that you brought this this to us. Um, you know, we, we basically had to run away from Lord Bayushi after, after what happened. And I... It, I guess it's probably safer to live there than here, but I'm sure you know more than most that we're just going from one scorpion's den to another. And, you know, I wish... I don't know if, if Tayo ever told you, but um, he was hoping that our families would join together. That's why uh, he put such effort into making sure our children were so close. But I, ho- I hope one day I do see you and your family again. Me too. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I don't know how you Gray would express this, but like he's got a scorpion doing some kind of mess at his house, mm-hmm. and if he could get a scorpion, he trusts back at his like ancestral home. Maybe they, if if she's got any of Tayo's skills, that like we'd be able to work together and, like, fix this issue and, like, Hikari would have a nice place to live and Yugure's problems of whatever his sister-in-law's up to could be mitigated. So I don't know how I would express that, but I think he still feels like what's best for Hikari is to just go back to this guy she that Yugure doesn't know. So, like, maybe he doesn't know how terrible Lord Tayo is. But it's just like, well, you're all family, so, like, you should be together. Mm-hmm. And, like, and to not send Hikari back to him would be, like, to defy this guy, which also doesn't seem like a great idea. So, Yukari says that, and then... Okay, yeah. She, she might uh, do something along the lines of, like, uh, well, now that I'm not... Now that I'm not married to uh, to anyone, and that he has an heir, and I'm at his home, I fear that he might not have use for me, and that just going here might be even more dangerous. Um, but who knows? I uh, well, maybe you could talk to him about if he wanted our families closer. Perhaps he would. Agree to that one day. Yeah. I'll, I'll Certainly he wouldn't send your children without their mother.
Shinjo Sanafuso walks calmly through his father's estate. The son of a Hatamoto, he is accustomed to luxury, and that is saying something in the wealthy unicorn clan. We see Sanafusa sitting down to relax and enjoy a cup of sake. The room is quiet and peaceful. He sinks down and slowly sips at the sake, exhaling slowly. The knock at the door is quiet. Sanafusa takes another sip of sake, exhales once more, and says, Enter. The shoji screen is opened by a servant. We see his skin color and eyes are different from Sanafusa's. The servant is a gaijin, not uncommon among the unicorn. There is a package for you, master, the servant says, eyes averted. We see that he has a gift-wrapped box no larger than one and a half cubic feet. The wrapping is plain, but of fine paper. I believe it was brought by one of the Ide's servants, my lord. You believe, Sanafusa says indignantly, but then cools. However, they do have many servants. Next time you should ask who something is from. That is, unless you are sure you know who it's from. Sanafusa subtly motions to the servant, and the prostrated man brings the package to his master. Without acknowledging the servant, Shinjo Sanafusa slowly begins to open the package. We see Shinjo Yoshiko, Sanafusa's sister, walking the halls of the Shinjo estate. She's in her night clothes. She hears something. A moan. A thump. Whatever it is, it came from her brother's room, where a light still glows, though dimly. She knocks gently at the door. There is no answer. She calls to him, Sanafusa? But there is no response. She knocks again, but the only response is a punctuated wheeze. Shinjo Yoshiko opens the door to her brother's room just a crack. We hear the wheezing grow louder, and then a scream. So we join Kikita Aji at the Civil Hall. He's doing, he's going about some of his duties. Um, <laughs> it's very uncommon, but Aji's been here lately a bit more, especially as uh, the investigation of Tayo, Tayo's disappearance has gone on. One of the torturers approaches, approaches Aji-sama. And he says, Aji-sama, my lord. Eyes averted, head bowed down. What do you want? And he says, I, I, I only, I only seek to, um, I only seek to uh, help you as, as I should, as, as a person who, as a person who extracts information from those, those accused of crimes. That is all. All right. Then what is the information you extracted? And he says, well, it's, it's that I haven't, my lord, with the exception of the others that were brought in about the matter earlier. That's, sorry, that's my, those are my keys jingling. The, the, I'm normally, and he basically says normally he's paid a bit more and that he's a little bit bothered by this. Who uh, usually pays you? And he says, well, usually... Um, uh, Magistrate Yogo Asako-sama uh, engages me to um, interrogate 
those brought in, but that's happened a bit less lately. And I mean, for the most part, you, you yourself and your, your colleagues, the other magistrate samas, have been bringing in the bringing in the accused. And as now that Pitiful is gone, I've been doing more. I, I, I wanted to see if perhaps I could be compensated a bit, a bit more. Uh, is there no longer a head executioner or interrogator? And he says, I mean, I'm, I'm one of only just a few that are, that are still engaged here to, uh, to take part in this, but I've, I've become much, much busier. And I mean, there have been some things that I've, I wish to, What is it? What is he'll say? He'll say like, I mean, there are some things that I've that I've found out that I. There are always things that we find out that we could, we could certainly help with. He's kind of stumbling around through this. What is your name, Etta? My name is. And I'm going to pull the name of a random Etta from the leatherwork recorder. Crafty. <laughs> All right, Crafty. He goes by Crafty. So you don't have real names. Mm-hmm. I will give you good. Good. more wages. However, I want you to speak to me about these problems because I don't want another... Uh, I don't want the same problem to happen again as it did with the late Tayo sama and he says, oh, I, I would never. I, I have no desire to, to harm any anyone. Well, good. Yeah. This, he is a torturer, but he means outside of his official capacities as professional person who harms people. <laughs> but, uh, I'll hand him some money and send him on his way. Okay. So here's, I think, what goes on. You give him some money... And he makes a comment. Would you be willing to give this due to wealth? That's a lot of money to give an Ada. That's an insane quantity of mail. But, like, if he says something that piqued your interest, would you be willing to give him this money? I think so. Okay. So, you give him just a few pennies, which is plenty of money for this guy. And he's like, oh, this will, you know, this will really help Especially after I, especially after uh, Osako-sama's not been so pleased with me. He kind of mumbles that to himself as he's leaving. And that kind of gets your attention. And then if you give him the rest of this wealth, which is an insane quantity of money for him, he, um, he spills the beans. And he'll tell you that the reason Osako-sama is not, that Yogo Osako is not so pleased with him, has been ever since he botched the job torturing Magda. And he'll explain that um, Yogo Osako brought him um, on like a like on a trip down down the river, and they met up at like kind of a local a local like little port town where Yogo Osako essentially dispatched uh, the Moment's Edge firemen that were that were with Magda, and then this guy Crafty was essentially hired to 
torture Magda to determine the location of this journal. The problem was that Magda didn't give up the location of the journal quickly. And um, Yogo Osaka was rushing Crafty. And so in the process, Crafty ended up killing her. Like she died during this interrogation. She hadn't given the um, she hadn't given up the the location of where this where this diary was or where this journal was, and he doesn't know whose journal. Crafty doesn't know whose journal or diary it was. Um, but he'll say since that happened, Yogo Sako has been fairly displeased with me. Um, And I haven't been getting, like, I haven't been getting called upon as often as I had in the past. And they basically get, like, thrown some pennies every time they do this. And so he's not seen, he's not seen as much business, essentially, as uh, others had in the past. Oh, and, and he'll kind of reveal to you that um, the Edda that work for Yoga Wasako especially make money when they um, essentially will be willing to mess with testimony. <clears throat> And either like like really push to almost trick a person into saying something, or even more so, specifically not ask about a thing. All right. He kind of reaches for a sword. Like, oh, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. To, I kind of like maybe I need to cut off this loose end. But then he just puts his sword back in his scabbard. Is like ah, the money's already gone. And he just lets him have it. Haji's uh, a little disappointed. He had to pay twice for Magda's death. All right, so a request comes uh, for an audience, and uh, like an official audience at that, from Shinjo Yoshifusa. Yeah, all right. Um, like, if he wants me there, or he wants to come see me, because I'll just go there. I think he's more interested in going to see you at the either at the magistrate residence or the civil hall. Okay, think, yeah, then I'll have him. I'll have because it definitely kind of like like is in your capacity as a magistrate. Like it's kind of addressed to you in that way. Okay, I'll have him come to the uh, to the residence and like you know like serve him something and all that bullshit. Okay, like. Have him in the meeting room. All right. So, Shinjo Yoshifusa gets there, and he's already worked up when he arrives. Okay. And he's like, and he says, "Thank you for seeing me, uh, Ishi Ishi Ishisama. I appreciate it, and I bring terrible news to a friend." Uh, what? What happened? He says, "My son has been murdered." Murdered. Yes. When when did this happen? So his sister found his body just last night. Um, how who killed him? How was he killed? He says, and he says, was it just last night? Yeah, and he says, poison, poison, most foul, a traitor's, a traitor's weapon. Poison. Who would have who would have done such a thing? And he says, only a coward. Yeah. And he goes, only a, only a man who seeks you a, a, a... Only a coward. Only a usurper. Usurper? Yes. 
He says, he's, he's eyed my position for far too long. He's pecked away at me for, a, um, for years now. Over two weeks. For, two weeks, this man. So, uh, waiting, waiting, for, <laughs> waiting for me to, I guess, I guess he wasn't, uh, I guess he wasn't content with waiting for me to, waiting for me to pass away and, uh, and, and speak to our, speak to our champion, but instead, uh, murders my heir, um, so that an old, so that when an old man passes, um, he can swoop in and steal the, and steal the position he's wanted for all this time. Who are you, who, who's done this to you? And he says, he says, why? He says, why that, why that liar? Oh, oh he goes, oh, like, it's like a crafty, like a conniver. Why that, con- why that conniving traitor, Baronado? Oh, you think, uh, Baronado, Baronado, Baronado? Mm-hmm. Man, that's a shit show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I called him Baronado for, like, 20 episodes. Um... Do you really think Baronado, uh... How do I do so being a dick? No, I'm just gonna be a dick. Do you really think Baronado, uh, uh, desires your position? And he says he's been... He's been... He's been... Hunting after it. I'd say gunning after it, but hunting after it for years. Why, to half of the, half of the people in this city, he presents themselves like he's the, he's the one in charge. Well, I, I, I will look into it. I will, uh, I'll go question him. And see if he... Yeah, I'll go question him and question his servants and the like to see if he's the one that... I guess he, he told me about the whole sending package thing, right? Yeah, he'll tell you that he'll tell you that he poisoned... He sent, like, a poisoned... Uh, oh, he'll say he... Um, he sent a package with, like, a poisoned snake in it. Oh, Jesus. Um, and it killed, his, it killed his son. All right, well, I'll go, you know, ask the servants about all that shit, and I'll go, I'll go do questions to figure okay, out. But here's, here's the deal. Shinjo Yoshifusa is super pissed off. He wants, yeah, he wants you to do this as, like, an official, like, he wants this dude arrested. He's only one man. This is not enough to, to do an arrest warrant. So. I will, I will do the investigation. I will open an informal investigation against Bernardo. It sounds like you're manipulating him. Sure. Yeah, because he's he's basically like he's like hemming and hawing and making a big deal. And if you want this guy to essentially let you do this, you're gonna have to. What's that? Eight. Eight. Okay. So you say you'll open an informal investigation. Okay. I think he's I think he's fine with that. Like, if you, what's what's the assurance that you can give him that this formal investigation is beginning? Sure, that like in your official paperwork you're now looking for you're looking into this guy as a suspect in this murder. Sure. Okay, that works for him. And um Yeah. And so he'll leave. He's still he's still very mad. But he'll he'll go. Then I guess I'll head over to Baronados. All 
right? You haven't been called. You have you have called him Baronada a couple times, but not always. Uh, that's what I've always thought. His name You've also was called him Ide just a, a lot of times. Like you guys will often just regularly use just the family names. I've, I've done so, that. But yeah, so if you go to the magic, if you go to the Ide residence, um, you can eventually meet with Ide Baronado, and he's. Um, he seems kind of bothered as well, but he'll meet with you in that same like kind of office room. Okay. He'll say like like oh it's it's excellent to it's excellent to see you, Ishi uh, Ishi San. Welcome. Uh, it seems that every time I come I come to see old friends that I come bearing bad news. Uh, Shinjo Shanafusa was just Yanafusa. Yoshifusa is the father. Sanafusa is yeah, the yeah. is the son that was murdered. Um, Shinjiri, Yanafusa, goddamn, I'm fucking Yanafusa. with him. Yoshifusa. Yoshifusa. We got these guys' yeah, names me, are in here. Go ahead and crack I that have, open. I have a thing. Okay. Pretty sure. Let me go find the old man. And write yeah. it down. Shinjiri Yoshifusa <clears throat> just came and. In an uproar, saying that his son was murdered and that you were the murderer, he, he forced me to open a formal investigation against you. Nide Baronado says, "I thought even that, I thought even that old man wouldn't be so like obtuse as to bring this to you. He'd made these claims to others already, and I didn't think that he would. I didn't think that he'd be so. Uh, yeah." Brazen, brazen, brazen to bring this to bring this before to bring this before Emerald Magistrates. But I guess does he I, know about the, the guy that died, Jennifer? Yeah, I guess I guess he'll say like if if Santa Fusa was really murdered, then I understand that um, the death of a son can and he'll kind of like he'll just he'll stop there. He'll cut himself off, mm-hmm. given like what he's. Um, I'm gonna read him mm-hmm. just because you know I don't that if he was really murdered comment so it's a nine um is he telling the truth when he says if he was really murdered that whole statement that's what he said why don't, why don't we keep talking if, if he was really murdered is a weird one to because if he's the murderer, then he's not telling the truth. Because he's, he's being like, oh, this thing didn't... If he was even really murdered. Okay. If he was the one that did the murdering, then that would be an obvious lie. Do you know what I'm saying? How about this? He'll tell you <laughs> the rumors I... The rumors I heard earlier today of Santa Fusa's death were the first that... The first the notion of his death had crossed my mind. Okay. And yes, he's telling the truth about that. Okay. All right, I, I expected as much, but I do at least fill out the paperwork. Um, what, what, what else seems to be bothering you, friend? You seemed, uh, I don't know, up when I came in here today. I don't know, to explain his mood. So, Tayo's death, or at least, like, has gone out to everybody, right? Because yeah. Aji kind of put yeah, that information out there. Tayo's dead. And I think that I think that he'll say... The like I gave you I gave you that journal in hopes that you would that you and your colleagues would move against 
um, like move against the villains that have uh, brought a rot to this to this city. I know you were. I know where you were. Uh, concerned with or pre occupied. preoccupied. I know you were preoccupied with um, with Tayo, and he says that almost like with a question mark because of like the story that's been heard of with Tayo's um, death. But um, if Tayo was to be the like to be a scorpion model of. Basically, like if Tayo was to be a scorpion model of uh, like duty and loyalty, perhaps, perhaps a greater way to um, honor him is to is to act against those others, even within his own clan, who would make a mockery of such tenets of Bushido. I wish you had seen it that way, but. The more the more we learn of his of his recent coming and goings, the more we learn that uh, he was in on it. He was he was fully behind supporting. He was fully like supporting um, Governor Hayobu and her her machinations within the city. Cool. Yeah, and he'll just say like, and he'll he'll just kind of like look down and say, I had suspected as much, but I hoped it wasn't true. However, thankfully, um, as I'm sure you've heard, uh, Sakuanjo is visiting our city, and uh, if there's any man that can, if there's any man that can, that can find another source, what do they call him? When you need testimony. You need testimony. If there's any man that can find another testimony against the Hayabus, against the Hayabu, against Governor Hayabu and the Cabal, it would be him. I'm planning on bringing the journal up in a meeting. Say, now see, even without the testimony, something needs to be done. The village, the village outside of the city, necessary village, is where the Bayushis have have manufactured their opium for for decades. It's like all these little um, barges barges full of the stuff leave from the Blossom Dock regularly. Places all over the city um, transform those flowers into into poison for the governor. He says, even without testimony, these things need to be stopped. Understand what you're saying. Perhaps the uh, <clears throat> perhaps the system perhaps the system has a failing in those crimes, which uh, which magistrates know about, which, but that runs so deep within a city that they're almost impossible to unentangle. I'll try to do something about it, with or without testimony. I think I think you he like appreciates it, and he'll like almost like as the meeting's about to end, he'll say, "Ishisan, did you know of Tayo's involvement in this?" 
He claimed he was infiltrating them too, to gain testimony. I believed him for a long time. Perhaps that was my weakness. Far too trusting. And I think he'll I think he'll just kind of like silently nod. Asako Anjo has a meeting that he has to that he has to take. Mm-hmm. Um, Hoshi can come with him, but Hoshi even Hoshi can't necessarily be privy to what's said in this meeting. Mm-hmm. Where is this meeting taking place? Um, I don't know who it's with you. So, um, <laughs> or just not an answer. Not good. I, I, I want to like, reveal this, but so like where would it, it has to be in the city. But it has to be a place where you can speak to someone else privately. You're in a sucker. You're in Kinto's house, right? Yeah. He um, has a giant backyard. I think it should be <laughs> somewhere. I think it should be somewhere outside of Kinto's house if that's where Anjo's staying. Yeah. Okay. Um, weren't there like secret gardens in the Teardrop Island that people meet at? Sure. There's a, there's a garden there. There's also the Shosuro Gardens just in the Noble Quarter as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably not there. The governor's garden seems like a bad There's place. There's a garden right here too. It's kind of like the. It's like I mean, it's like a big public park, like the equivalent of that. Mm-hmm. I thought there were like secret meeting gardens on the two sure. island. Yeah, there's just like the equivalent of like where people go to like smoke opium or bang in the woods, kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. Wait. Okay. Then not that. <laughs> so, I mean, people, I'm sure people have Tell people me. have secret meetings there all the time. Yeah. yeah. Secret meetings. Well, and you don't know who the meeting's with yet. Yeah, it yeah. could be something you do want back in the woods. I mean, I misunderstood the, the Teardrop Island Gardens. So, <laughs> sure, that, that one that you said. It's good. Okay. So maybe we see um, Asako Kinto show up and almost meditating. Uh, Hoshi stands nearby as Kinto walks toward, um, like, uh, like almost like a little maze made of some, like... Like, like a little hedge maze kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And um, that works either way with corn, by the way. Mm-hmm. So A hedge of maze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, we see Anjo kind of strut through here until eventually he comes to um, like a particular plant. And he kind of hangs out near that for a little while. Corn. And someone else is on the other side of this. Um, hedge wall, like at the same plant, though like the our the audience's vision of them is obscured. So theoretically, Anjo and the person that Anjo is meeting are on the two sides of this hedge, <laughs> but can speak quietly enough to one another that they can hear one another. But if anyone sees them, they are completely alone. <laughs> Just talking um, to a hedge, <laughs> and you hear, and we hear a beautiful voice. A voice that the audience has definitely heard before. Mm-hmm. And you hear her say, and it's a woman's voice, and she says, Tayo's, Tayo's death was a setback. It's good that you came here so quickly. So what's the plan now? 
So now that we don't have anyone inside inside the cartels to help uh, to help to bring them down, we have to act against we have to act against them from the outside. Well, with what the magistrates have learned about Tayo, it should be easy enough to convince them to go against them. That's good. They'll want to wait for testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, if testimony can be found, that's wonderful. Even better would be if the Scorpion, protected by the law, still can't manage their own affairs in this and still can't hold on to this without chaos or bloodshed. That might better prove to your um, Emerald Champion that perhaps they don't deserve to wield this weapon. From what I've heard, it's uh, it's it's not hard to start bloodshed in this city anyway. Anjo was maybe maybe this is revealed to the audience rather than to Anjo. Anjo had been reluctant to do that stuff to deal with the bandit fade, mm-hmm. um, and she'll bring up like she'll bring up like um, if information can be gotten to the unicorn. Um, about shipments, the bandits can be uh, the bandits can be deployed against any of those shipments, and so if the unicorn know, yeah, and so basically, if the unicorn are given any information, that information will get to Fade and the bandits, and I think Anjo already knew this information, mm-hmm. um, but the audience, I think, um, can make the connection now that that's why. Um, why there hadn't been like that the bandit attacks that had gone on in the past hadn't been going on because the bandits have been tied up in the unicorn's attack against the opium cartels <laughs> and so if it seemed like oh Fade and his men haven't been doing stuff it's because they've been involved in this attack against yeah. like within the city yeah like <clears throat> a, yeah and we can even figure out that that initial attack when the PCs were attacked and the seal was stolen, that the way that the that Fade and the bandits got the information about when they were coming and going was because that information slipped to the unicorn. Mm-hmm. And then they could tell Fade and the bandits. And so she'll basically say, like, if information can, be, can just be given to the unicorn in some way or mentioned to them that information will then get to fade and then they'll go after those folks well the the unicorn here are proving to be ravenous for information that goes against the scorpion it shouldn't be hard and she'll say the important thing though is that they don't weep uh, that if this that if this tool is taken from the scorpion that it's not handed to them we don't want we don't want this weapon in their hands either. And who have they decided to give it to? This isn't this isn't food. We'd rather see um, we'd rather see a far smaller crop, so long as we're the only ones who who eat from it. So long as we're the only ones fed. Mm-hmm. And she'll basically kind of like lay out that. It needs to. It needs to go to somebody who's like essentially honest enough that it's not gonna. That the op- the illegal opium market is basically gonna shrink. Right. That 
the conspiracy will be the only one who benefits from it, really, mm-hmm. even though the amount that they'll benefit will be so much smaller than the Scorpion benefit at the moment from this massive drug trade. Mm-hmm. Use the other magist- Be sure to use the other magistrates, um, the other magistrates effectively. Each of them has each of them has ties in the city that can certainly be exploited. I'm not worried. It shouldn't be difficult. The the high master is pleased. You you she may have been referred to as like a master, and then she references like the high master, this person who's like farther involved in this, like ahead of her in this conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And she says, she says your service in this, um, in bringing about the change. Uh, is great for the knots of the lawgivers the knots of lawgivers are tight maybe she whispers it in such a way where we have to have subtitles in the bottom (laughs) Um, but then that we see that like the letters of that spell kolot kolot yeah. I remember them. So I think that she kind of... Whose voice was recognizable? So I think that... Um, <clears throat> I think that, yeah, you got... The audience recognizes this voice as the woman in the basket hat. Okay. Oh, gotcha. That's kind of what I expected. Um, and as she leaves, I, like, I think Anjo, like... You guys are done with that meeting unless you have some kind of question for her. That's fine. I know that was mostly supposed to be just like spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, like you leave and you go out on one side of this thing and then we have, uh, we kind of follow her and we see that it's this young uh, samurai ko. She's maybe in her like early 30s. She moves with the grace, poison, strength of a warrior. And as we see her pass by commoners, we notice that all of them treat her with respect and admiration even more so than a regular samurai ko. There's something about her that seems to demand the respect of those around her, something that seems to almost place her above suspicion. see a small, we see another small village out in the countryside. Um, it's getting dark. It's just about dusk. And a child of maybe nine or ten, maybe a little younger than that, um, is carrying two buckets attached on a pole, like, uh, to a well. It's kind of off a little distance from the rest of the village, it's maybe a three or four minute walk from where there are kind of like more houses. And the child reaches down into the well or dips down the bucket into the, one of the buckets into the well and kind of takes a moment to pause, kind of rest. You can tell that this kid is cold. You can tell that this kid's been working hard all day. He takes a drink from one of the buckets of like the really cold water. And then he turns kind of the other bucket on the other side to go dip that in to get more water to bring back into the village for his family. 
As he reaches down, we see a shadow kind of cast over him. Ooh, it's going so the camera kind of zooms out, and we see that the, the, what is casting this shadow is a tall figure cloaked in rags. Mm-hmm. Who could that could possibly be? be? So How about? The, the child reaches down pretty far. Uh, maybe the... The water, uh, there's maybe there's ice that has to be kind of like broken in the well to kind of get to this, but it's thin ice, but, but they still take some effort and they reach down to do this. And for the first time we see in the reflection of the water, the face of this creature. And we see the face of this creature covered in rags behind this child. And it looks Exactly like Hida Ishii. <gasps> With the exception of two things. And so I think that this thing, so this creature looks exactly like Ishii. With the exception of two subtle aspects. What are those aspects? They're two subtle things as well. Like red question mark right so like this obviously is an Asian who am I no. well, like phys- physical things change. it was just your hair that changed my hair changed yeah and all the others were mental or whatever. mental or with like elements and bullshit mm. <clears throat> one easy thing is just the hair is somehow different that was my immediate go to yeah. as well <laughs> if we didn't have anything that's what I was going to throw out mm-hmm. it's like his old hair color or something they switched at some point. It's, uh, his, uh, he's got two mis- mismatched uh, eye colors. Ooh. Okay. This is subtle, right? Yeah. So he has. He still has the black hair that Ishii had before. That maybe. No, I, th- cause I think because Ishii was supposed to be like weirdly young for his age, like looked weirdly young for his age, mm-hmm. um, where maybe he should have been graying but wasn't. But yeah, now all of a sudden his hair is now. entirely gray, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this this person has like like jet the jet black hair of a far younger version of Ishii, um, but his eyes are those two like very slightly different tones that at first aren't quite noticeable, and the kid turns around in terror. Um, and we see into the face, we see those eyes much more clearly, and we see him looming over this child, um, and we kind of hop over to the village, where we see, um, like, like a mother yelling out, like, Yoshi, where are you? Yoshi, you haven't come back. Like, hurry up with that water. And then she just sees the creature turns to her and she sees she sees this yeah she sees uh, the same image that we saw and we see a man who's cloaked in rags but who looks exactly like Ishii otherwise he's also then, a giant yeah he's also like very very tall um, but tall in the way that Ishii is as opposed to like the 15 feet or whatever that this thing had sometimes like appeared to be and so she sees she sees this strange man who then turns back to her son and almost like descends upon him and they go into this well and when she runs over she's like Yoshi Yoshi and she looks down into the well and of course they're gone City of Lies is Tone as Kakita Aji, Brandon as Hida Ishii, David as Bayushi Tayo, Andrew as Agasha Yugure, 
and Austin as your game master. The theme music for City of Lies is Mission of Danger by Lobo Loco. This American Dice Ryoko Wari City of Lies uses the City of Lies box set by Greg Stoles, published by Alderac Entertainment Group. The mechanics used is a modified PBTA system by Brendan Taylor of Galileo Games. Join us next time for more This American Dice. Hey everybody, if you could please rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher, it would really help This American Dice. And for every five-star review we receive, we'll read it on air. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice.